Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Miss Catherine Meredith, Mrs. Catherine Meredith, I should say. Thanks, Emma. So glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. We're back in the normal routine of life. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? It was so great. I'm thankful um, to be able to have that time with family. I love it. Well, Catherine, I know you because we served in women's Bible study together, and we both work here at the church. But for those who don't know you, how did you come to know the Lord? And fast forward, where are you at today? Great. Well, I grew up in a home where Jesus was talked about uh, at church, but also inside the home. And so when I was seven, we were at Pineco Family Camp, and I had an opportunity. Um, I had heard the truth of the gospel, but I clearly remember feeling the moment in a conversation of just conviction from the Holy Spirit, realizing, man, I'm a sinner, uh, and I need a Savior and Rescuer, and that was Jesus. And so got to go back and talk with my parents uh, about it and made that decision. And so grew up kind of with that knowledge. But I would say really in late middle school, I had an opportunity to do some Bible studies and I started to fall in love with God's Word and see what it looks like to not only just know stories about who God is, but to open up the Bible on my own and start to read and discover uh, who God says He is. Hmm. I love it. And today, yeah, you fast forward. So fast forward. A lot of years. A lot of years. We'll add a lot of years in there. Uh, but I've been on staff here at Watermark for the past four years, serving uh, in our kids' ministry, specifically in elementary age. Amazing. And you recently got married. I did, yes. So I actually met my husband as he was serving in kids' ministry. And so we got married in January and are expecting a baby girl this December. Yeah, you are. And your husband, Spencer, was on the podcast, Colossians 4, episode 93. So if you want to hear Catherine's husband talk about God's Word, go to episode 93. Which, funny story, when he came to the podcast, I didn't realize he was your husband. (laughs) And so— I was, like, asking him to talk about—because when did y'all get married? January. Yeah, so I wasn't realizing he'd been married for maybe four and a half <laughs> months at this point. And so I was like, do you want to talk about, like, what this looks like in marriage or how does this play out? And he was like, well, I've only been married for four months. And I was like, oh. Okay, yeah, I can, I can ask you a different question. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe we're that a little different. So, anyway, um, but Catherine, you and I also work together because we've been working on a special project, which is? Join the Journey Junior. Join the Journey Junior. It's a lot of J's. It you, is. You can call it Journey Junior. <laughs> I like short. it. Uh, but Catherine and I have been working on that. So a lot of the reason why we've had guests for these past several weeks uh, taking over the podcast, Casey and Haley, David and Katie, all these people has been because I've been splitting my time working on some content for kids with Catherine, who is the kids content mastermind. And uh, you'll you'll get to hear more about that later. But that's not coming till January. And today we are in John 19. Is that right? That's right. John 19. How awkward would it be if I said the wrong chapter? (laughs) John 19. Catherine, tell us, as you read this chapter, what what was a theme that stood out? Yeah. So in reading through this chapter, I think it's one that if 
you know the story of Jesus, you're pretty familiar with this chapter, at least the high-level events of what takes place when he is on trial before Pilate, and then when he is um, mocked, and he is crucified, and he is buried. Uh, But as I read through it this time, through the lens of just trying to think of like, hey, what what is John trying to communicate to his readers? Um, And so knowing, uh, which you'll read in a couple of days, but in John 21, that we know that John writes kind of his purpose statement here. And he says that these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And so when reading through John 19, the thing that really stood out to me, kind of the theme is over and over that you see how he points and recognizes how Scripture is fulfilled. And so this event happened so that Scripture was fulfilled. And so Um, from facts of how that Jesus was going to be slaughtered uh, like a lamb from Isaiah 53, or the fact that uh, this was going to be heartbreaking for his mother even in in Luke 2. But you Mm. see how the soldiers cast lots, and that's shown in Psalm 22. And so over and over, there are um, over half a dozen of prophecies that are laid out and fulfilled throughout this scripture, uh, this passage. And so I think just seeing, man, that God had intention through all that he was doing. And so even the way that John captured that in this chapter, uh, it shows just more of God's, God's purpose and his plan. It's good. How do we see how do we see God's character as we look at this these fulfillments of different prophecies? God's got a purpose, he's got a plan. What does that tell us about his heart? Yeah, so I think from that we can see God's sovereignty, which really is a big word, talking about mm-hmm. how that he is all powerful and that he's in control of all things. And so we see that that God wasn't surprised that even as Jesus and Pilate are having the conversation and, and Pilate is saying, Hey, I have authority. Like why why aren't you saying anything? And Jesus has said, No, like you don't really, like, because Jesus knew he was the one who had authority. And so in that that you see that Jesus though was humbly not fighting back, Mm. right? Because he knew and he trusted the Father's plan, that this was the plan. And Jesus knew he was here on earth to fulfill the Father's plan. And that was the rescue plan. The fact that God knew that we were sinners and we could not rescue ourselves, but we needed someone else to take our penalty, which was death. And so Jesus knew that and was here to fulfill that. So I think we see God's sovereignty, but simultaneously, I think you see his goodness. And I love seeing those two kind of at the same time, because I think so often that we can put God as a sovereign, like, oh, he's all in control. He's all powerful. But that can feel daunting and kind of distant and Mm -hmm. scary at times when you're like, okay, wait, I I know I can trust God, but, but can I trust that he's good at the same time? And so when we see, and I think this and seeing Jesus's responses. I mean, I just see both of those because what was the sovereign plan? Like the sovereign plan was that Jesus came to die. Mm-hmm. He came to rescue us. And like, that is good news. That is the best news. And so news. I think you see both of those at the same time. He's sovereign and he's good. But sometimes moving into more of an application, mm-hmm. we can look at our world today and question, okay, maybe I intellectually believe God has a plan, but the things that are happening around me don't look like a good plan mm-hmm. or like a good God would be orchestrating these events. So what would be your encouragement? I mean, how do you live differently in light of what you read in John 19? Yeah, I think it takes both of those pieces, right? That it's the, okay, we see that it was the fulfillment. And, and as 
I mentioned earlier how Jesus has, has even has language he had with Pilate hmm. uh, that Pilate didn't know what he was doing, even in the moment. Oh, yeah. Like he didn't know that God was using him, uh, that God was working in and through because God had a plan for Jesus to be the rescuer. And Pilate thought that it was his own power and control, mm-hmm. right? That the the Pharisees and the high priest, like they thought that they were the ones who were in control and they were just trying to get rid of a problem. Um, but God was allowing them to do those things in order to fulfill the rescue plan. And so I think for us remembering, okay, wait, even when there's authority that we don't understand, like we don't understand the plan or what's going on in our lives when things are happening and it feels confusing, right? I think that we have to stop and remember, okay, what is going on here and who's in control, right? And I think it doesn't mean that we have to be like, okay, never mind, God's got this. Like we can wrestle with the Lord and we can ask him, hey God, I don't understand what your plan is right now, but Lord, help me see in the midst of this, how your power and control is there, is present. And in the middle of that is also your goodness, Mm -hmm. that ultimately you are working all things forward for the good of those who love him, right? That God has the rescue plan. He knows how the story is going to ultimately end. And so we have to remind ourselves, though, of that truth. Because when we don't, when I don't, when I forget that that there's an end to the story, and mm-hmm. I think that I actually have more control and that I'm the one who's responsible for all this, I can get pretty overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Me too. Man, I wish we could keep talking, Catherine. Thanks for being here. And as always, I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.